0: Welcome, everybody, to Fergo and the Freak. My name is the Glorious League Freak. This is episode 216, and I'm here with a very, very special guest. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Hello, Nadine.
1: Hello. I'm back.
0: Yeah. Well, you kicked so much ass last week with the previews that it's like I had to get you back because everything you said basically turned out right.
1: Yeah, there's a rather large fall from grace that can happen this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Well, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, the only fall from grace is like, you know how Titans fans have said they've improved because they've gone from 16th to 13th? So it's not going to be a big fall. I mean, we're at the top here. We're doing everything right.
1: Exactly right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So before we start that, we need to talk about how it's Father's Day. Do you know what day Father's Day is coming up?
1: Sometime in September.
0: Yeah. I, I never know the date. But anyway, Father's Day is coming up. And you're probably looking for something for your dad. You know, your dad is out there. He's doing his best right now. He's trying not to catch the COVID. He's avoiding the Rona. You know, what your dad needs
1: he what needs does he, some- need?
0: he needs something from Manscaped.com because you know what? He deserves it. And you don't think that your dad's getting around there and he's happy with that giant bush he's carrying with him. You know you got to go to manscaped.com, and if you put in our exclusive code for Fergo the Freak listeners, which is NRL, you get 20% off and free shipping. That's a pretty good deal, eh?
1: Anytime free shipping is involved, that's a great deal.
0: Yeah, because it's like the price is the price, and that's it. You're not going to get... Any special like? Have you ever been to a shop and you put it? You think, oh, this is a good deal, and then you get to the shipping and they, you're like, they want your DNA and your firstborn and like, you know, a leg, and it's yes. like, geez, man, this ain't a good deal anymore. That's not happens at Manscape, especially when you put in NRL. It lets them know that you went there because of the Fergie and the Freak podcast. So go there. Pick up something for the special man in your life. Or, fellas, get get it for yourself. You want to be match ready all the time. You never know what's going to happen, man. So, uh, yeah, go to manscaped.com. NRL is your code. 20% off free shipping. Now, let's get into some footy.
1: Let's do this.
0: It's been a good two and a half minutes since we had a really good conversation about football. And so we're going to do the NRL round 14 preview. And it starts on Thursday night. Seven fifty p m the fourth place roosters take on the second place storm. I tend to think the storm could put up a big score in this one. What do you reckon
1: yeah i I'm a astounded that this is yet again on a thursday night mm. um I mean, it's a great way to kick off the round, but you know how this doesn't have top notch billing on a Friday night or even a Sunday afternoon, I'll never know. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised Storm are, are such long odds at the moment. and mm. he's carrying like 250, 270, something like that in various mm. betting markets. Um, I can only assume that's because Cam Munster is out.
0: Oh, that's um, right. I forgot about him being out.
1: Yeah. So, you Ooh. know, purely for that reason, um, I'm leaning towards the roosters. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. And it really is a flip of the coin. It's, you know, anything could happen as we saw the last time these two teams played. So, um, you know, I would suggest the Roosters, but not with any great confidence. Um, obviously it looks like Morris is back Flanagan's back in, um, Robinson's good graces this week. Mm. um, you know, whether they make a difference, who knows? Ryan Hall's obviously free to play.
0: Yeah, that's devastating um, to the rooster.
1: <laughs> shocking. Absolutely yeah. shocking.
0: you just said uh, to see the tweet I did about that.
1: <laughs> yes, I did.
0: That's so good. If anyone else, go, go through my Twitter. You know, you should be following me anyway. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, so I think it'll be a really good matchup, um, matchup though. Uh, as usual, I think, it, you know, it'll be one in the forwards mm-hmm. always. Um, and I think I expecting a big game from Brandon
0: Smith. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how the playmaking duties are for the storm, because, you know, no Cameron Smith, no, uh, no monster.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: that's, it's been a long time since I've, I can remember them ever having that situation and they, they kind of need one or the other. And, and, yeah, I wonder if I should change my tip. No, I'm going to stick with the Storm. I'm I sticking with the Storm. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Storm. I tell you what, I think the Roosters are not playing as well as a lot of the people that are on TV that um, like to gag on them every time they speak about them. I, I just think that they're just not playing that well. And we'll I see, agree. We'll see in this one. I actually one.
1: think the same of the, of the Storm, though. I, I think both teams have been well under par the last mm. few weeks. Um yeah. Roosters have probably been lucky to scrape home uh, some of those wins. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really just been some class that's got them over the line as opposed to effort. Um, And I would think that both Bellamy and Robinson would have their teams well and truly primed for this particular Mm -hmm. matchup.
0: Yeah, you know they're going to enjoy this win, whoever gets it.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Now, on to the big game of the weekend. It starts at six p.m. Friday evening, I guess. It's the eleventh place Warriors, who I don't think they've lost any plays this week, so they'll be about the same as last week. They won't improve. They're well, they have like,
1: no Hetherington, but he was not going to play regardless.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a that was a shocker. That head high tackle. <laughs> um, but they take on the number one runaway, leading the competition, best club on planet Earth, Penrith Panthers. Um, yeah is going to be a tough one for the Warriors I think.
1: Oh, I think so too. I mean they've they have been most improved in the mm-hmm. last few weeks. Um obviously got the win last week as well. Um some would say you know an upset there but I would expect Panthers to put in a solid performance here. That being said it could be a danger game for that very reason. Um yeah. you know Panthers were obviously pushed a few weeks ago by the Titans. Um, You know, they've been a little bit lackluster. There's been some mention that, you know, Ivan Cleary might want a a wake-up call loss. Um, Mm. I think that that's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, Nobody ever wants a loss. Um, But what you do want to see is in those tight matches where you're probably not performing at your best or moves and, and, you know, set plays aren't coming off that you're still able to grind out those wins, which the Panthers have been able to do, um, warriors, you know, I just don't think that they have that fight in them, um, yeah. sadly. So, um, yeah, obviously no, as I said, no Hetherington, and he's really been leading from the front mm-hmm. and, and really motoring, um, you know, the forward pack across the line. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how they, the rest of them actually man up, uh, for this particular game,
0: yeah, it will be. It's uh, there's. I'd know that there's no truth in the rumor that Penrith have applied to have John Bateman in the opposition every single week. Um, <laughs> because I thought that uh, I thought Kickow was going to get three or four weeks on the sideline just for humiliating him the way he did last <laughs> week. It was, it was, uh, it was terrible.
1: It was beautiful to watch.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it. Um, so next game. Friday night, 7.55 p.m., the third-placed Eels versus the 12th-placed Dragons. There's a lot of talk that this could be Paul McGregor's last game in charge, which mm. means he's just got to be close to getting a contract extension once again. <laughs> exactly um, right. The Eels are not playing as well as they were about a month and a half ago, which mm. is really interesting. They should beat the Dragons, but I got some worries about the Eels – like it's it's not a bad time for them to still be winning games but not be in their best form, but they they just don't look the team they were earlier in the year, and I wonder if that's a case of you know you got your ups and downs during the season, or if it's a case of maybe they just got off to a great start and other teams are catching up to them now and what they do it's It's going to be interesting to see how they they finish off this year, really isn't it
1: yeah, I think other teams have figured out how to play against them. Mm. Um, they're, they're slightly predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, where they have had those either epic scores or those tough wins has come off the back of some individual plays, either from Gutherson um, or, or Mitchell Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, his little pet play when things are tough is doing the chip over the top for yeah. himself, yeah. But everyone's figured that out now, so it's yeah. not as effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the defensive, you know, reads um, and efforts from opposition, they've started to figure out how to stop Mike Acevo. Yeah. Um, obviously a lot easier said than done, and it's obviously about timing and, and everything. But, um, yeah, they've really been able to just kind of get their measure um, a little bit. So they even need to evolve um, their game. Yep. or, you know, their forwards need to start being a bit more dominant. But um, I think the Dragons could make a game of this purely off the back of the fact that Parramatta had that slog fest with the Sharks mm. in atrocious conditions. Oh, that was that, so mad. I mean, that's an under sevens dream, but, um, you know, I think there'd be some heavy legs this week needing a, a bit more recovery than what they would on a a decent surface. So it'll be interesting to see the first 20. I think the intent in the first 20 will be key.
0: Yeah. And it's look, the dragons, the weird thing about the dragons is they do have talent in that team, but they just don't turn up to most games. Um, It's been good to see sailor playing in the, in the starting lineup. That's, that's given them a bit of a spark. Um, Dafty, he he, he can, you know, be on, which is good for them, but it's, I just think that the overall the overall strength of the Eels, they really should get home, but, you know, that's why we play the games. You never know. Yeah, uh, that's right. On to Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m., we've got the eighth-place Sharks, who really pushed the Eels last week, against the ever-improving, about-to-destroy-the-competition, 13th-placed Gold Coast Titans. Mm, sharks next. Yeah, Sharks <laughs> pretty easily, hey.
1: Yeah, it is, you look, yes, the Titans are improved, but, um, you know, there might be – if they get out of the blocks um, quickly, I suppose similar to Dragons and Eels, you know, for the same reasons, you mm. know, what what has their recovery looked like this week in terms mm. of the Sharks, you know, how are they been able to prepare and what does that first, you know, 15, 20 minutes look like? But I think that they'll just have too much class against the Titans.
0: They should do. You know, one of the interesting things are the, the the game's number one statistician, Andrew Ferguson, was telling me a couple of weeks ago, he put together a list of, and I don't know if he's released it yet, but he put together a list of how team, when teams win their games based on how many days they back up. And you know how you get teams that say, oh, we we have a short turnaround and it's no good for us. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other teams that are like, oh, we've got a long turnaround and it's great for us. The statistics don't bear that out at all. Hey? No. It's crazy.
1: Uh, I, it's an excuse. Yeah. That only ever comes out as an excuse because yeah. when you win on a short turnaround, it's never a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. And the stats showed that for for a lot of clubs, the short turnaround is better for them. Yeah. Um and it, I think what it probably comes down to is just anecdotally a club feels like it doesn't get its full preparation in. And so when they, they think of like the short turnarounds, they're like, oh, well, we, we only get – we get a couple less days to train, a couple less days for rehab. We don't get the the full amount of time we like to prepare, but they take out of the equation like their wins and losses. Yeah. <laughs> <that short> turnaround, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Um the Titans, is talk that they could extend the contract of Justin Holbrook, who is under contract still for a couple of years because they've improved from 16th place on the ladder to 13th place on the ladder. Um, have you ever wasted money on anything? <laughs> Not to this degree, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've bought some weird shit, and I don't think I've wasted money <laughs> to that degree. It's been absolutely hilarious hearing people Justify, like, oh, well, he did good in Super League, which means nothing. And then it's like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're going pretty good compared to last year. And it's like, yeah, well, they were wooden spooners. And just you go down the list of all the things, like, what type of dumb club, dumb, idiotic, stupid club has a brand new coach that has 13 games under his belt and decides that's enough. We've seen enough. We're in 13th place. Let's extend his contract forever. It's so dumb.
1: Yes. As um in in our um, pre-show chat, yeah, uh, it's straight out of the St. George Ellawarra playbook.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Chuck and a Mary. <laughs> Chuck and a Mary. Actually, I was going to put that as the uh, hashtag for a, a tweet I did yesterday, and I thought oh, I won't do it. And then the Greeno from the starting block so, tweeted me that exact thing. He said, Oh, this is called Chuck and America. I was like, Ah, oh, geez, he oh, said
1: Oh it. no. <laughs>
0: good it's like, you know what? I love when people do good tweets, but not when they're ones I could have done.
1: Jeez. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so Saturday afternoon, five thirty PM. We've got the fourteenth place Cowboys who looked terrible last week against the seventh place Rabidos, who oh, I go between thinking that they're crap and thinking, oh, they're playing better than I expect them to.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm glad it's not just me. Mm. Um, I think seventh is well underperforming for this particular squad. Mm. Um, obviously they've got their own issues at the moment with um, Bennett being on a, in a COVID hold. Yep. Um, another new phrase that I don't, feel I like, ever want to repeat post this NRL season. Yeah.
0: Um, imagine last year if you said someone, you know what, Wayne Bennett's going to be out for two weeks in a COVID hold. They'd, think they'd be like, what the hell does that mean?
1: What new tackle is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, look, the Rabideaux should get this done. Um, I would suspect that Mitchell should just run riot. Um, yeah. I just have this feeling. He's kind of due.
0: He is. And and the Cowboys, it's weird watching. I think that they've said to Josh Hanna, we're not going to have you as our coach next year. And if I'm Josh Hanna, I'm like, that's fine. I'll do what I need to do. But, I, you know, I'm not busting my ass if you decide that I'm not going to be here next year. Um, yeah. The Cowboys, because they look like individuals out there at the moment, um, and when you throw in the way that, uh, oh, what's his name, the halfback come back last week, Morgan. Michael that's it, Michael Morgan. I mean, he looked, he looked terrible. He I looked know,
1: disinterested.
0: Yeah, and I know it's his first week back, but mm. in defence, it just looked like he was like, "What can I do to make it look like I'm trying to tackle someone, but I don't actually want to touch anyone?"
1: Like Bryce Cartwright.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez, that's that's so Savage. true. I, I can't I can't wait until he's playing for the Bulldogs next year. It's going to be so good. Um, now Saturday evening, I don't even know what's going to happen with this game. We've got the fifth place uh, Raiders, Canberra Raiders who just got spanked last week, you know they're going to turn it around and they're going to play against the 15th place Broncos or whoever is left.
1: Yes. Well, they could. They may need to borrow players off the Warriors. Um, <laughs> and I won't take credit for that. I saw it on Twitter. Um <laughs> I don't know who said it, but I loved it. Oh. um it'll be the Broncos Invitational <laughs> team um look, the Raiders should well and truly get this done. It's obviously down in Canberra. It'll be cold, it'll be mm. wet um mm. who knows it could snow I mean that would be amazing, would. but the Broncos are just in all sorts of strife right now, and whether you know this latest um revelation of these players being out, whether that is all null and void, and there's no case to answer. There, there are some serious, serious problems there that yeah. is just not able to be rectified on the park will, until they get their back, back of house operations sorted.
0: Well, you look at the, the just their last seven days. Take out the fact that they're in fifteenth place and playing like garbage. Their last seven days, a big punch, bunch of their coaching staff and training staff are in a COVID lockdown. Their coach goes into a COVID lockdown. They fine Tavita Pangai Jr. for breaking the lockdown voluntarily and then sack him a couple of days later. Now they're under investigation from the Queensland Police because 10 of their players attended some function and who knows where that's going to end up. And worst of all, Ben Iken is applying to be their CEO. <laughs> so... It's just a real – it's a real bad week for the Broncos.
1: Yeah. I I mean, and, I mean, what Darius Boyd chose to step down from the leadership group. Oh,
0: wasn't that a blow?
1: (laughs) I think the other funny thing I saw on Twitter was somebody saying, oh, what, they have a leadership group?
0: Yeah, Um, I said that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, was it you?
0: (laughs) I'm sure other people did, too, but I was
1: like, what, they got a
0: leadership group?
1: Yeah, I just – it's not – It's not looking good for the Broncos in any way, shape, or form. And as you said, the Raiders will absolutely want to come out and um, show that last week was just a case of them being beaten by a far better team. Um, With that said, you know, I was going to tweet this when I was at the game, but I was actually trying to watch the game and not Mm -hmm. have my head in my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, Rappenau really appears to have just picked up where Leilua left off with mm. brain snap moments. Um, yeah. Not quite as epic as Joey, but, you know, he's really getting getting close. You know, there's just some stupid, stupid things that he's doing, which is a massive liability um, for the team. Mm-hmm. Curtis Scott is useless.
0: Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a zero. He gives them nothing. It's w- yeah. in fact, <laughs> worse than that because he gives them nothing in attack, and in defense he is diabolical
1: yeah so um yeah so you know, and Bateman was owned in oh. every way um in that game, you know, he had one good you know hit up or good patch where you know he thought, right, this is it, I'm gonna get over the top of kick and then kick out just decided to swat him away like a fly.
0: Just blasted him. I loved it. There was that moment where it was very early in the game. Bateman knocks the ball out of Kikau's hands and he's, you know, hooping it up and hollering and stuff like that. And it's like, calm down. It's like three minutes in. And then just for the rest of the game, Kikau is just a destroyer of worlds and he just does it against Bateman. And it was just beautiful.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, yeah. And it was – Great atmosphere at the game. You know, obviously not a lot of people there, but um, mm. very vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was – the Raiders need to put in a bit more of an effort. Um, you know, nickel Klockstad seemed to have a bit of a confidence issue. Really didn't want to catch a ball on the full at all last week. Mm-hmm. Really needs to turn that around um, this week. Otherwise – you know, you you will get a couple of cheap points scored against you.
0: Yep, 100%. Now, Sunday afternoon, this game would have been amazing 20 years ago. Uh, it is the sixth-place Knights who are really – I mean, they keep they've, – they put egg on my face. I, I mm. just can't believe how high they are on the table. Versus the ninth-place Seagulls, this is a really important game for the Seagulls because their last month has been pretty bad and – they are in danger of just falling out of that race for the top eight and they probably should be in there.
1: Yeah, look, I, I could not agree more. I mean, obviously quite injury ravaged. Um following on from last season, really, you know, couple of um couple of ins this week which should help them out. Mm. Um but Oh, it's a danger game for Manly, very much so. Um, particularly being in Newcastle, um, you you know, I think I said last week that this will be hyped to the hilt mm-hmm. as a you know, ninety seven grand final rematch. So they'll probably be wheeling out old boys if they can do that up in Newcastle. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's it could go either way though. I genuinely believe that um, you know if if Manly gets out to, you know, gets a couple of tries early, that Mm. could be enough to, you know, get them over the line. Um, But they need to have a far better defensive mindset than what they had last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it's interesting because I feel as though, you know, Manly really should be looking at this game and saying, look, this is one, it's going to be difficult to win, but we should win this. It's just up the road. Um, yeah, and and it's a must win for them at this stage yeah. but the Knights, I mean, they've been playing pretty well. They've had a few injuries of their own to deal with, especially around Hooker. Um, I just hope we don't see another thing where it's like Blake Green does nothing in the game, and the media don't know what to say, so they go, "Wow, we fit in so seamlessly." It's like, <laughs> yeah, it just did nothing. It was great. Um, so yeah, that'll be. It's going to be a really interesting matchup, though, and it's going to be interesting to see if they march out all the old boys from you know the the nineties and have them all in. Masks, that'll be fantastic. I can't,
1: well no, they I don't think they'd be able to have them on the on the ground. They'd probably stick them in the hills somewhere.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to see Mark Sargent wearing a mask. <laughs> That'd be great. Um
1: You wouldn't be able to tell who any of them are.
0: I mean, well that's the thing. It's like, wow, they've got so many doctors attending this game. It's fantastic. Um so we go on to the last game of the round, four PM, and it is the tenth place West Tigers who Man, like their season has fallen apart, kind of like the Broncos season, but it's all been on the field. Mm. And they take on the 16th-place Bulldogs, who is everyone's favourite team now because everyone kind of wants the Broncos to win the wooden spoon.
1: Yes, that's true. Um, This is just the (laughs) crappy game of the round, and it's Sunday at 4 o'clock. I mean, talk about starting and finishing your rounds – with polar opposite games.
0: Um, I tell you what, I cannot wait to fall asleep during this game. It's going to be such (laughs) a nice sleep on the couch.
1: Yeah. uh, Look, the Tigers should get it done. Again, not saying it with any real confidence. Mm. Um, Billy Walters is a big out, I think, for the Tigers. Um, He did
0: his ACL and his MCL.
1: Yeah, that's – I mean, that's heartbreaking for him, given how long he's waited to kind of get his shot. Mm. Um, You know, and off the back of no Harry Grant, I don't know where – I don't know where their creativity comes from if Benji
0: isn't on. Um, Well, that's the thing. I I actually tipped the Bulldogs in this game. Yeah, right. I I felt really weird about it, but I just – Unlike you, I look at this West Tigers team and Benchy's not been in good form for about a month and a half, two months. And I just look at the West Tigers and I'm like, where are the points? And I look at the Bulldogs and I'm like, well, you know, they're going to try hard. Mm-hmm. And like when you look at the game breakers that are left in both sides, the Bulldogs actually have a, a few players in there, like a four and a DWZ and stuff where it's like if they actually play well, they kind of should win this game.
1: Uh, but, again, the 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 word there is if, and it's the same yeah. with Tigers, if they play well. Exactly. You know, they've got no Faluma, They've got Leilua. Um, you know, if Benji's on, you know, forget it. So there's a lot of, you know, if they play well. Yeah. Um, either one of these teams should win.
0: <laughs> yeah. I who, like you. So you're picking the West Tigers, are you?
1: I'm going for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, I don't know why.
0: <laughs> there what is about- –
1: Nothing there other than flipping a coin, essentially.
0: I know, right? It's weird <laughs> to get games like that, and you're like, I've just got nothing. I'm going to go for this team, and there's yeah, like... <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's a totally different reason to as the, the you know Rooster Storm, where you're flipping a coin because you genuinely can't pick between the two. Yeah, You yeah. know, this one you're flipping a coin because you're like, meh, I don't care.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the that's the other good thing. Sometimes there's games, and you're just like, I. I don't care so much that I'm going to actively avoid this match, and <laughs> oh man, this this is one of them. So yes. that Sounds is true. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like that's basically the wrap up of round 14 in the 2020 National Rugby League competition. Um, how good is it to be a Panthers fan right now?
1: You're not going to lie, it's pretty darn good. There's a good vibe about the place Mm. Um, and it's just really sad that, you know, Mulgoa Road will not be able to be shut down Mm. at the end of the season when the trophy comes, you know, to the foot of the mountains because, you know, you've got to be socially distanced.
0: I know. Maybe what we could do is, like, they could set up, like, 1.5-metre markers on the M4, along the M4, and just, like, shut down the M4 like it is, you know, during the weekday. Yeah, peak breaks. hour. Yeah. And uh, just have the the Panthers just roll up the road, the M4, and everyone would have enough space there. Um, that
1: would be delightful.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Could you
1: imagine? So, you know, you think back to 91 with, you know, where Roycey, you know, infamously said, you know, I'm having a beer with everybody. Yeah. Who is that person in this Panthers team?
0: Oh, wow. Uh, oh, I,
1: oh, I've got a thought, but I want to hear yours.
0: <laughs> I think it's Naden. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I think it's
1: I, Liam Martin. I reckon he'd be the one.
0: Oh, yeah, he would too, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I love I, Liam Martin. When I, he
1: scored last week, I yeah. thought of you straight away based on, you know, what you'd said when we caught up last week about, you know, how you're loving what he's doing, very underrated mm. when he scored. I was very excited.
0: You know, I, I was too. And you know the thing I loved about that try is they were all lined up to the to the left-hand side, and, it, like, everyone's already freaking out because is just, <laughs> like, took ownership of Bateman's soul. So they're all worrying about that. And Coruscant uh, picks up the ball, looks to the left, and just pulls a little one on the, the right-hand side. And you yep. saw the Raiders go, oh, shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, even kickow's first try – or um, well, the first try scored by kickout rather, mm-hmm. um, you actually see him turn around and kind of look as if to say, "Is that <laughs> getting pulled back? Because yeah. that was too easy." Yeah. Like he just that was that was not even a training run. I don't know what it was, but you could just see it, there was a look of disbelief that yeah. he managed to get through the lines so easily, and I, that look even at the ground, you could see it. It was very prominent. Um, and you know, watching the replays, it's, um, it sparks joy.
0: Oh, it's amazing. And like, and the thing was like, as soon as he got the ball on that run, it just felt unfair because a big (laughs) dude running that quick and it's like, who's going to tackle him? There's just no one in the game is going to tackle him like that one on one.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think something similar in terms of wording was said in the commentary when I caught up watching the game and mm. Vossi and Anasta were commentating and where our tickets were actually allocated for this game was literally the row in front of the commentary box. Mm. Um, and so you'd turn around every now and again just to see their reactions, just to get mm. a feel for, you know, are what we feeling as supporters at the ground, the same as what they're feeling, given they've got replays and things like that. And there's a couple of moments where, you know, uh, particularly the, um, I mean, and Anadley's come out and said it was fine, but where there was the penalty awarded against Martin for taking Rapana over the sideline, Mm -hmm. which then led to a Raiders try. But Mm -hmm. um, you could see, you know, turn around, you could see them blowing up going, that's not a a penalty. This is ridiculous um yeah so very um very good times ahead and you know you read a a few things this week in terms of predicted ladders etc and everyone has got Panthers as first place
0: yeah they just like I just can't say I don't think that Eels are going to score two more wins than them for the rest of the year Mm. uh the storm Look, you don't know about the Storm. They're, they're always there and thereabouts. The fact that they're like just one point behind, competition point behind them is like some sort of miracle. Mm. Um, but And, and the, the Roosters aren't going to beat them. And I looked at the Panthers' draw after this game, and there was really – they should win. And you're not going to win every game you're supposed to win, but they should win every single game – And the only one that really worried me was the Eels game, which could be 50-50. But I need to see them play the Eels because they're the only top team that they haven't beaten.
1: Mm. Yeah, so if you look ahead, um, and this has obviously become very Penrith-centric, but, you know, who cares? So Panthers next week have the Sharks um, and next week the Eels have the Storm. So that will be a really telling game, Mm. Um, you know, in terms of, Buying a bit of space between Penrith and Melbourne, you'd Mm. want the Eels to win, um, but that would also then be on the provision that the Panthers get up over the Sharks, which you would expect, um, particularly being a home game. Um, Panthers then play the Tigers, um, and the Storm will easily get the two points over the Sea Eagles that week. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Eels play the Rabbits, so another tough game. So the Eels have got a fairly difficult run home mm. um, Round 17 Panthers are against the Broncos rabbits and storm. So that's got the potential to be anything um, warriors and eels. So, and I think the warriors, you know, as we've been saying, the warriors, they can throw up mm. a, an upset. So that could be interesting. Then obviously the big one is, you know, the 11th of September, which is mm-hmm. the Panthers and the eels mm. um, again at home for Penrith. So that will be fantastic. Cause can lock out those eels' supporters from the ground. Um,
0: right. It'll be nice to not have to deal with the unkept masses <laughs> in, in yellow and blue.
1: Oh, they'll sneak in, though. Uh,
0: probably. Um,
1: someone will get tickets to their mates or yeah. something.
0: Did you are um, getting fucking COVID at the moment in Parramatta, <laughs> aren't they?
1: Yeah, it's a bit scary. Um, who have the Panthers got? Cowboys, um, round 19. Oh, the EELs will have... The easy beat Broncos that week mm-hmm. and then in the last round panthers have got bulldogs eels have got the tigers the storm have got the dragons so I think of you know those top three or four teams the eels have got the more difficult run in mm-hmm. than what
0: the others do and and I like i I would guess that statistically I'd be shocked if anyone has a softer run in than the panthers um, yeah. And as you say, look through that, like, their next, the two hardest games for the Panthers coming up, like are the Paramount Eels and the Sharks, I reckon. It's yeah kind of weird that, you know, and they should, they really should smash the Sharks.
1: Yeah, they should. You know, anything can happen, though.
0: Are you one of these people that say they win every game for the rest of the year? Are you one of these people that is like, oh, man, I wish we had have lost one just before?
1: No, that's rubbish.
0: See, I'm one of those people. Why? I don't know. I've got no rational decision for it.
1: Wow.
0: So say, what have we won so far? Like, uh, what is, it's not 11 in a row. It's got to be nine in a row. Is it eight? Okay, so we've won eight in a row, okay? So we'd have to say we won the next seven games, Okay. So that takes it to fifteen. Then we would have to win what two games to to win the to get into the grand final, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden you're starting to get up there in. The, you, it would be the greatest end to the season, like one of the top five greatest endings to the season ever. Mm-hmm. That stuff worries me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overthinking it. Stop overthinking. I know. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's like. You know, we normally can't have nice things.
1: No, and that's, the Broncos are proving why we don't have nice things. <laughs> Um, Speaking of the Broncos, I've managed to do an immaculate segue there. Um, They released a statement whilst we've been recording Mm -hmm. saying um, Broncos are aware of reports of an alleged COVID breach by a group of players at the Everton Park Hotel after reports to both Queensland Police and the NRL's Project Apollo. The club has spoken at length to the players involved who attended the hotel for lunch on Saturday, August 1, the same day that players and staff inside the club's COVID bubble had transitioned back into more relaxed Project Apollo Queensland restrictions. The team had played Cronulla at Suncorp Stadium the night before, which marked the end of a 14-day hard lockdown put in place after the team travelled to Sydney for the Round 10 game against the West Tigers on July 17. The players were of the understanding that lunch at the hotel was permissible under the more relaxed restrictions, which they were under at the time. The club has been working closely with the NRL and provided a range of information as requested and is awaiting determination.
0: Oh, there we go. So it sounds like that is going to be a bit of a non-story then.
1: Exactly right. Yeah.
0: By the way, uh, when you were reading that out and it said they were under a 14-day hard lockdown, mm. it's like I'm pretty sure I've seen videos like that. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> really couldn't I'm, get through one podcast. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's – um. That's that's it, I reckon. We, I think we've covered that pretty well. And is there anything else to talk about in rugby league? I think we've really nailed all of it, haven't we?
1: Nothing that is worth wasting our breath on.
0: No. Apart from the Hull FC, that Hull FC had mm-hmm. like about, I don't know, 73 people with the club test positive for COVID. And so Super League might be fucked. But outside of that.
1: Outside of that, you know, I mean, you've got those poor players stranded over there at the moment. I mean, Darcy Lussick is being very vocal about it, and as he Mm -hmm. should be, because the way that those Toronto players in particular are being treated is just abhorrent. Um, Do
0: you know, this stuff, this has happened... Time and time again in Super League and in the lower grades and it 's just the normal over there like I, I think that 's why I haven 't talked too much about it on Twitter because it happens all the time mm. and the the fact that the players' wages aren't guaranteed by super League or the Rugby Football League is disgusting because oh, every time I, yeah because the, they allocate money to these clubs that should be used to cover the salary cap. So there's no excuse for it, and then on top of that, like nobody at the Rugby Football League has ever gone without a paycheck, no mm-hmm. one, and these they expect it from players. I said I said on Twitter, I think the players should strike. If I was a, a Super League player right now, I'd say you know what, I'm not playing until they get paid, and I think they should all do that because I tell you what, they would get paid before the weekend kicked off.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's it really is atrocious to see the predicament that these guys are in. And, mm. yeah, something needs to be done and somebody needs to be held
0: accountable. They really do. Um, so hopefully that gets sorted out. I just can't believe that uh, all the Hull FC players have been around a 5G tower. To catch
1: it. <laughs> it's just... I did know they had 5G in the UK.
0: Yeah, they definitely don't in Hull. <laughs> They're still going on fucking whatever was. that? What was it before there was 3G? What was that called?
1: Before 3G was
0: 2G. Oh, was it? Analog. Two- analog? Yeah, analog. Just an analog signal.
1: Just analog.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all, I, all you can do in Hull is text.
1: <laughs> Play snake. Oh, yeah,
0: it's terrible. Play <laughs> snake. That's probably what got them into all this trouble. Oh,
1: boomtish.
0: Oh, I had to. <laughs> anyway, before we fall into any more bloody innuendos, um, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, I am on Twitter at NLC081.
0: Excellent. And what's your address so they can find you in real life? No, I'm sorry.
1: Mulgoa um, <laughs> <laughs> Road.
0: I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. Mulgoa Road. It'll be in about. You know, the end of October, and you'll be there with a face <laughs> the mask. Big on.
1: building with panthers, or not it? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We'll all be celebrating, and fucking Martin will be. You know what Martin will have to say? I'm going to have a beer with none of yous. <laughs> exactly Brilliant. right. Brilliant. That'll be so 2020. So look, thank you so much for coming on. You're so lovely. You're, oh, want-
1: you're welcome. Any time.
0: It's fantastic. If you're out there and you're looking for a gift, you want to treat yourself, go to manscaped.com, put in the code NRL, get 20% off, free shipping, keep yourself match fit. We're going to come out of lockdown soon. You don't want to look like a hairy beast. So that's what you could do. Go to manscaped.com, NRL, promo code. Thank you very much, Nadine. Um, We'll try and get you on next week if you're not busy. How about that?
1: Uh, Sounds great.
0: Excellent. Thanks thanks for listening everyone